0: worth more dead than alive. Why don't you go to the riffraff you love so much and ask them to let you have a You know why? Because they'd run you out of town on a you wish. You've never been born. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives, and when he isn't around it leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Your mouth's bleeding, Bert. Your mouth's bleeding. the pedals. There they What do you know about that? Merry Christmas.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another. to Radio Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio.
2: And yes, it is still Christmas. And I have the Christmas cold to prove it.
1: So blessed to be with you folks tonight. Uh, Greg and Stephanie Schleeder with you. Tuesday is at 8 p.m. and Saturday Encore at 2 p.m. And it is important for us to be mindful as that set up... Proclaimed Jimmy Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey. What a phenomenal story. If you haven't seen the movie, you need to. It's a conversion experience. It's a life experience. It Best is movie ever. It is relevant today, as applicable today as it was back when it was first produced. First, first produced. <laughs> Marvelous story, if you're not familiar with it. The basic backdrop is uh, uh, middle America growing up uh, in the proud full post uh, World War II around that time. And uh, George Bailey. Bailey kind of made, uh, chose, if you will, um, to help support his dad's dying business. While all his his friends were going and doing things that they really wanted to do, going off to college, George stayed at home so his brother could go to college. His younger brother, just to set up a series of decisions that George Bailey would make that were selfless decisions for others, but all the while kind of struggling with it, Uh, not you know battling as we all do sometimes, and uh, found himself uh, in a beautiful place of marriage and children, delightful life and. Uh, things went south. I'm not going to ruin the film for you, but things went south uh, through, uh, again, his love for one of his employees. In fact, his uncle made a, a bad decision through his dementia. And uh, George took the blame and um, really thought he was going to jail. And uh, all of that was an occasion uh, for him to experience if you will um, the dire, sp- the darkness of life the, the shadowy side of life and many of us have been there. We've experienced it. He was in the depths of in the throes of that darkness, and looking for meaning, and thinking, quite frankly, it'd be better if he wasn't born. And an angel grant him that wish, and he had the opportunity to see what his life might have been had he not been born. The many people who he has touched, and uh, the little angel, Clarence, came to him, uh, was sent to him as a gift to grant him that wish of never being born, and from the experience, if you will, the wonder of life, uh, as if, uh, in the opposite way, if you will, by not having, um, if he hadn't been born, all the things that, uh, you know, didn't turn out, um, or the blessing he had if he, if he had been there. I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> tying it up a Just little Just watch bit. the movie. <laughs> See the movie, but a powerful story, and we're going to use it to set the stage tonight, because we know many marriages, individuals individuals marriages and families are experiencing that kind of darkness i can't tell you how many have contacted me in the last week or more asking for prayer because of great depression great struggles personally and uh, even in their families. And uh, how does that really resonate with the promise that Jesus Christ, God, took on flesh and blood, right? To, to conquer principalities and powers. Many people, uh, us included, you know, might, might find ourselves wondering, you know, what's the whole point of faith? If, uh, what's the point of Jesus' birth, of God coming to earth, if we're experiencing these challenges? And I guess we're here to just proclaim that God is in it. God is with us. God is in the shadows. God is in the darkness. God is in the clouds. And in fact, it's precisely those occasions that give us the opportunity to love. To love the Creator. To love our Lord. And if you just persevere, we are delighted to have you with us tonight. And We're going to talk about that persevering. But we're also going to talk about steps that we can take in our own immediate environment, our homes and our marriages, that maybe we don't take so much. We desire to have God alive in our marriages and our families, but maybe we're not taking the steps to make our places greater places of encounter a year from now. And so a big question I'm going to ask you folks tonight, and uh, all of us really should reflect upon, how will our homes be different January 3rd, 2018, a year from now. How will your home, your environment, your marriage, your family, how will it be different a year from now as a result of the commitments we make today? Jesus wants to conquer. He wants to conquer. And uh, he's done his part. He has saved us. And he wants to make that salvation present to us in our marriages and families. We're going to talk tonight about how we might receive that saving power and that grace. Um, And it kind of set the stage. You know, I want to invite you, first of all, to call in at any time and share with us. A blessing of your Christmas so far. Is there a story that you can share with us of God's transforming power, of Emmanuel, of God with us? If this is tapping something in you of uh, that has maybe happened in the last day or weeks of Christmas, please call in and share with us that story. Uh, give testimony that others might know and be encouraged that God is not a f- uh, distant and far. That Christmas is not a fable, but truly God is with us. Eight seven seven. Two seven five eight zero nine eight eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. Again, call in and share with us how God is blessing you, or has blessed you, a story of blessing this Christmas so far. Just to set the stage for my wife to share with us a singular blessing over our Christmas time. You just want a drink of water. I know it. I do. You just want me to stop yapping. <laughs> Gosh, what a um,
2: an amazing Christmas we have had in the Schleter home on so many different levels Um, but the one story that I would like to share the one testimony you're gonna sing for me Greg no testify Um, was a surprise guest that we were able to welcome um, over Christmas so my sister Yvonne who lives out west she is um Oh gosh, five up from me in the lineup of twelve, but she is a flight attendant out in for Skywest Airlines, and uh, her her hub is in Salt Lake City, so we don't get to see her very often. And just a little bit of background story is that she married right out of high school. She graduated in May and got married in August, and went and lived in Colorado. And she was married for 20 years, and without going into great detail, it was a very sad uh, marriage of 20 years. A lot of heartache, a lot of abuse, a lot of um, just hardship, and there was very little communication from her during that time. And... uh, Post marriage, then she decided that she was going to uh, pursue her dream of being a flight attendant. It was just something that she always wanted to do to travel, to meet different people. And um, she is a really, really, really special gal. And I love to use that word because it's kind of old fashioned. Um, heart bigger than the world and just very full of joy and goodness and always trying to help others. And um, despite a lot of the hardship that she had experienced just always remained joyful. So she, um, 15 years since she um, had left her husband and um, continued to make some tough decisions um, and, uh, again, heartache coming from those, but always really pursuing uh, truth and um, Just searching. So, with that said, uh, I hope that makes sense to our listeners. Because there's, as you know, especially my female listeners, just such long coffee-like stories that we could go into. But anyway, good stories, but great stories. So she was trying to head back to Erie, PA, where we are from, for Christmas, and um, she was in. Detroit and had a very long layover so connected with us initially to see if we could possibly you know meet her up there for lunch or something and um so long story short she was not able to fly out of detroit to get a flight to erie so my wonderful husband also known as the co-host of ignite radio live um drove up to detroit and got her to get back just in time um,
1: epic journey
2: the epic journey um, to change to get ready for mass and so we went to mass together and it was just a delight to enter into that relational um, connection again first and foremost in our home very briefly and then at mass and so she thought she'd be able to fly out the next day and that didn't happen and so we actually got to spend a couple days with her in our home and the great gift that it was on so many levels were i think some healing relationally we were able to share you know greg is always using the phrase we're blessed to be blessers so often in our families um, when we've been blessed relationally and with faith and um Just the community of a domestic church, we take it for granted. So it was such a great blessing for us to share that with her. So she was able to enter into our prayer that we have, um, in particular on Christmas morning before we, you know, dash into the family room to Mm. see what Santa had left us. And um, we welcome by putting we welcome the new christ newborn christ child by placing him in the crib and we do this prayer where we pass the baby around we have like a life-size jesus and um and then we did some morning prayer from mm-hmm. the office.
1: Everyone um, speaks personally to Jesus and thanks him, which is very moving for Stephanie and I from yes. the earliest days when they were very young, of course, with a vivid imagination and really a connection uh, for little kids who really kind of see a doll. It's not a doll, but a figure that is very real for them and mm. to speak with such heartfelt love and not just, you know, thank you for your birthday so we can have presents, right, but right. Uh, very moving.
2: And then to lay Jesus in the, the manger that the, the kids had, um softened if you will we use cotton balls for different acts of prayer and service and kindness and sacrifice to to make a soft bed for him and so then you know entering our family room and and seeing that she too had a stocking there don't know how santa pulled that one off and three gifts under the tree just like everybody else like baby jesus had the three gifts that's what santa does for us and um and that was very moving she looked at me after she saw her stocking and um with tears in her eyes, just kind of whispered, I can't tell you the last time that I opened something up on Christmas morning. Yeah, so just moving. just that whole, you know, welcoming into a family and love and regardless of past choices and distances and um, that family is meant for unconditional love. Family is meant to be that place of encounter with Christ, of mercy, of um of just an embrace.
1: Can I pause you a second? Just as you're sharing this story, of course, my sister-in-law, whom I did not know because she was always in another uh, state, uh, except at um, Stephanie's uh, father's death, was a very moving experience for us to get her back home away from a very abusive marriage situation and, quite frankly, surprised she even made it. Um, But another story, but obviously that occasion of her dad's dying was my really first encounter of Yvonne and uh, what was really very moving, Moving for me here is fast forward to this Christmas time together with um, this beautiful woman who knows in her heart from her faith ingrained in her from her dad and her mom, having you know been through a lot of stuff, a lot of junk, um, certainly mostly probably imposed upon her, but certainly maybe decisions she's made herself to be in a place where we could affirm and validate that indeed. Christ loves her and, and uh, came into the world for those such as her who feels quite frankly um, maybe unworthy as we all do but that kind of unworthiness you sensed with her of you know who am I to maybe even pray or who am I to be engaged in this kind of intentional faith that these leaders are all you know c- coming in the presence of God but I could tell her soul her heart was really softened in the midst of it um, and I think mostly from the kids I think who just who, who that was what I was adorned maybe too strong of a word but they doted on her, listened, sat next to her, were so attuned to her stories. Like they validated Christ mm-hmm. alive in her, which is really a powerful way of evangelization, that they were asking her questions and attuned to her and, uh, and tapping, if you will, the wisdom and the joy that, that I know, beyond words, um, Yvonne was able to share with them, uh, you know, delight and joy of God's grace. So um, the question, though, I have to say this, um, you know, we know the Great Wall of China. Where am I going with this? Uh, it's the only man-made structure that can be seen from a satellite Um, but often do we not experience sort of the great wall of faith when we have family members who come in our presence and we judge that maybe they're not willing or will create discomfort. We've all been there. We've all experienced like I'm not going to talk about faith or we're not going to make our prayer too long or whatever the case may be but in fact the opposite is true. Those souls of those friends, family, brothers and sisters want to encounter Christ and they want an occasion and permit mission to do so. They wanted they wanted that door opened. And uh, so I'm sharing with our listeners right now that I did encounter some reservations, some resistance of us kind of doing our thing and, and doing it without reserve and um, and the delight that came from it. So that's all I'm saying is that we said yes to breaching the wall, getting it out of the way, opening the door, and what a blessing she was to us. So I know I interrupted the context of your story. You got us to Christmas Day and uh, just Yvonne's response. You were going to comment and how you experience, you know, um, the kids.
2: No, and, and you touched on that, just to, to watch um, just our kids being themselves in their humor, in their um, imperfections, <laughs> um, in their prayer, in their asking questions, in their welcome, in their, that, you know, kids are sincere, you know, they, you see what you get. and um, And I think the Lord used them in mightier ways than he could have ever used um you or me, you know, Greg. And um knowing that, praise God, we pray that he used us too. But just um there's something about being again, the whole thing of Christmas, you know, God becoming not just flesh, but a little baby and um just the beauty of the innocence and yeah, just very, very cool. So that was that was our Christmas we had many Christmas blessings, but our big Christmas blessing and um again things that we take for granted. Sitting around a table mm-hmm. as a family, mm-hmm. you know, she does not experience that ever. Um, just the conversations and the sharing of history as you talked about too. And um God is just so good and so faithful. And so I, I guess I say to those listeners out there who um, who have an estranged uh, son or daughter or mm-hmm. sibling or spouse. spouse or whatever the occasion is that you find yourself in, that we do have a good God. We have a faithful God. Mm-hmm. We have a loving mm-hmm. God. And so often it's not in our time, in fact, very rarely is do our timing and the Lord's timing match up. But praise God that we, we await him, and his timing is always perfect.
1: Amen. So, folks, again, I want to throw the number out to you and invite you to be part of this uh, wonderful capacity, Annunciation Radio, this capacity to proclaim. And you know, often when we say that, uh, it's just so important that we keep Trying uh, to help you understand that it does, you know, it's it isn't the perfect that proclaim. It is not the Scott Hans and the uh, uh, you know Nate fill in the blank of the evangelist of your choice, Father Ricardo's of your of your. Uh, it's it's us in our awkwardness and our bumbling in our stumbling, um, in our fears in our anxieties. So God speaks to you and to me through that. In fact, tell me that in some senses, when people are sharing their faith and there's a little bit of that the bumble factor, if you will, that it doesn't make it a little more authentic and real. So I'm giving you permission, if you're fearful, if you have some anxiety about it, but something special maybe happened to you during this Christmas season, the Spirit may be speaking to you to call in at 877-275-8098 and uh, and share with us, share with us that story. Um, So tonight, really, we're wanting to stick with the theme, and really even this whole year, of It's About Time. Rock the family. It's about time. Rock the family. Before I kind of set that up a little bit, and if you get our newsletter, MassImpact.us, you would see this with some description of this title and this theme that we're wanting to approach. It's been reinforced by just about everything I've heard and read in the last couple weeks. Teresa Tamio has been hitting on this theme this morning about uh, major challenges to major uh, you know, good, quote-unquote, solid Catholic marriages, people who are struggling in epic ways. Father Ricardo has been talking about this, that uh, he's been on triage the past uh, few weeks in dealing with, um, again, um, purportedly solid marriages with real struggles. So folks, nothing to be ashamed of. Let's just start by saying if you have the audacity, if you have the audacity to live in a godly marriage and family, It is audacity because it's to make God's love known. That's our purpose and our mission, to make God's love known. And the enemy will come after you. So if you dare to say, I am in a sacramental marriage, and we are a Christian family, if you make those proclamations and say it with me right now, I'm in a sacramental marriage, and we are a Christian family, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, you immediately put concentric circles around yourself, around your marriage and around your family. The enemy does not want God to be made known. How is God made known? He's made known in our imaging God, mutual self-giving love revealed in Jesus, sacrificing self for the good of other. And, um, and so a couple of things. I'm going to turn down the music here a little bit. Kind of got some Christmas uh, joy going on here, but maybe it's a little bit too loud as it uh, comes up here. So uh, yeah, actually, give me a moment. There um, we go. Okay. So um, four, four things here. Um, number one, every family wants God more fully alive Every single one of you listening right now I know in your heart of hearts Know that this is the most important thing It merits your energy It merits your time It's what you want more than anything else Number two Many marriages and families are in crisis It's a reality We struggle We're not there We're not not saints yet We're not before God in the beatific vision To that extent We are struggling You and me Number three Do we have real faith in the transforming power of Jesus Christ? Do we really believe? Does the Christmas story, is it more than a story that we recall once a year? Or do we recognize an epic cosmic power, God taking on flesh and blood, and what Jesus Christ did, and through the Holy Spirit makes present to you and me? Or is that just kind of for you and me, a ritual where maybe tomorrow's Mass or Sunday's Mass isn't going to be much different, finding us in a different place than a year ago? Well, God wants us to experience His transforming power. We affirm that. Four, finally, are we willing to do our part? God did His part. Are we willing to do our part? Are we willing to take that step? However awkward, however uncomfortable, however difficult, are we willing, if God makes clear to us steps we can take for our families to be more alive in Jesus Christ, are we willing to make those steps and to take those steps, you know, and trust in him like walking on the water? And uh, to set that up a little bit and just to kind of color it in, I was with a dear older couple, friends of Stephanie's and mine. And in life, this uh, elderly gentleman really came to a deep, profound faith. But unfortunately, maybe like some of our listeners, all of his uh, children are estranged from the faith. And he carries a heavy heart because of this. And this gentleman, you know, he did well with his business. He made a good amount of money. I really enjoy playing cribbage with him on a regular basis, and I love his candor. I love our sharing stories. In fact, often it's 20 minutes before we even get to the playing of cards because we're just, you know, sharing each other's lives, drinking in the richness of each other's lives. Anyways, we can be really candid with each other. and I love that about that older generation with respect, and I ask him questions of wisdom like, you know, would you do anything different in your life? That, those kinds of questions. And one question I asked him was, I'll call him Steve, I said, Steve... You know, with the discretionary money that you have, and you've shared with me that you've been blessed profoundly, would you give it all away for your children to be in a relationship with Christ, to have a vital faith? And he paused, and he looked at me, and he said to my shock, quite frankly, he said, I don't think I would. And, you know, I said, Steve, really, let's think about this. Would you give away every cent that you don't need that they would come to know God. And he said, I really don't think I could. And I, I, I could sense that there was an inner conflict in him. And I love that about his and my relationship, that he's comfortable, um, that this is the nature of friendship. He's mature enough to know these are the kinds of questions that you explore with a friend. And, you know, I have to say that as our friendship continues, I am challenged um, and all of us ought to be challenged in asking the same question because let me turn it on you and me. We've been given the the time. We've been given resources, discretionary time. So you know, when we're, we're not, when we're not sleeping, when we're not at work, when we're not doing the essentials, ask yourself the question: Would you give every discretionary second of your time for your family, for your children to more fully know Jesus Christ? It's a powerful question. And I can tell you, we're doing a survey right now. And I invite you to actually go there and check it out because these are people in our community. So if you go to massimpact.us forward slash survey, massimpact.us forward slash survey, there's a short nine-question survey that seeks to explore spirituality, spiritual leadership in the home. In this survey, folks are asking questions or answering the question, number one, how much discretionary time, family members spend with their devices and the vast majority spend 60 minutes or more a day I'm gonna repeat that these are good Catholic people who I know are answering these survey questions and one of the questions is how much discretionary time a day do you spend with devices so good people are saying family members individually are spending 60 or more minutes a day and then another question is well how much time a week so not a day but a week do you spend in meaningful conversation and prayer not counting mass and more and the most of them said less than 60 minutes a week so let's consider again back to those four introductory questions are we willing to do our part God wants to transform our hearts our minds our marriages our families he wants to be more fully alive he wants to be tangible to us are we willing to at least recognize at this point in tonight that there's a disconnect between our desires our conviction in Jesus and us doing what we need to do to receive that grace. So we come back to this theme it's about time. Time is the currency that God gives us, right? It's the currency, the breath in our lungs that He gives us, and it reveals what we really value. Time, you think of the calendar, you look at a calendar and take a look at your calendar. Get it out. Get out your, you know, if you have a place where you list your events, what are those events that have attained that high place? meriting your commitment in other words we will be there our kids have a basketball practice a basketball game it's on the calendar we would never consider missing it add up those hours now look at that calendar and consider have you scheduled other than mass or whatever have you scheduled any time to talk and pray in your home where it matters most That's the purpose of our time. And yes, certainly, don't get me wrong, we encounter Christ alive in sports. We encounter him in the ordinary things of life. We need to affirm that. This is not, you know, black and white entirely. But do we take that time to put that flag in the sand and open the door and get beyond the surface of our family members, of our spouses, of our children, and ask the kind of questions that tap from them their connection with Christ, the way my kids did with Aunt Yvonne. That meaningful, blessed time that resulted in tears in her eyes and streaming down our faces just by spending time and asking questions. So it's about time. Are we going to make the time this year to encounter God and to believe that if we open the door, He'll meet us there? And of course, the second part is rock the family. I want to invite you to think about Matthew 7:21. Certainly, there's the great passage: "Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it." It's Peter's name, right? From uh, from, uh, um, <laughs> to Kepha, his prior name Saul. No, that's all <laughs> Peter. Peter, help me out. Simon, Simon thank you. <laughs> this is what happens when you reach the age 49 or out right around the corner. So Simon becomes, with the first confession of Christ, the first infallible statement, he says, um, Jesus says to him, Simon, no man has revealed this to you, for you are rock. Kepha, Petra, both mean rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. But I don't want to refer to Matthew seven twenty one, where it says, um, build upon solid rock versus shifting sand. It's about time. Rock the family. Are we rocking our families, which is to say anchoring them on solid rock versus shifting sand? Are our children as a result of what we're doing and our families able to talk regularly and comfortably about their relationship with Jesus? Are they able to look uh, upon reading the current events and the news and what's happening in their lives and, and able to share, hey, I'm struggling or I'm experiencing a kind of attack today or I'm down today? And does that result in us turning to Jesus Christ today as the feast of the holy name? Are we claiming the name of Jesus and the power of him in our lives? I can say in this past year, we experienced that very powerfully at Pentecost, the very first Ignite Praying with Fire conference. We're going to do it again this year. And we had follow-up ablaze events. And in our home, we uh, were blessed to host some circumstances of some people with some very challenging physical conditions communities of 45, 50, and more people in our home praying over one another. This is Catholic, folks. This is Catholic, to know that we've been baptized and that we are Christ's hands and his feet. And that we can uh, renounce the influences of the enemy who comes against us. We can renounce those influences of depression, of despair, of bitterness, of anguish. In the name of Jesus, we can renounce them. Of pride, of lust. In the name of Jesus, we can renounce them. We can be emptied of this stuff, In renouncing the work of the enemy, so what? So we can be filled with what we were fashioned to be filled with, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So I uh, return to this theme that we're going to be focusing on this year. It's about time. Rock the family. And in a specific way, we're going to be asking you, we are asking, I'm asking you right now, to join us in making this commitment here in the early hours of this year. It's 2017. January is a time where we kind of make these commitments. It's helpful when we do it together, isn't it? It's helpful if you're working out or if you're on a diet. It's helpful if you've got someone else doing it with you, to hold you accountable, to support you. Well, I'm inviting our entire listening audience to enter into a commitment that will transform your marriage, they will transform your family, they will transform your parish. Go to massimpact.us forward slash live it challenge massimpact.us forward slash liveitchallenge. What is this? It's basically seven weeks committing your family to 45 minutes a week. Again, even our listeners are saying from our surveys, most people spend 60 minutes or more a day with a device, discretionary time, a day. Can we spend 45 minutes a week talking and praying as a family? Now, I believe all of our listeners want to do this. I believe our listeners really want to encounter God alive. So we're going to make the assumption that you do. We're going to make the assumption that you want to break down the barrier of just your personal faith, that you recognize it's got to be more than your faith or or your spouse's faith or your children's faith. That's all well and good. I'm going to make the assumption that you get that the very nature of the Trinity, what it means to be family, means that we do it together. I'm going to get that you understand as I do the challenge that faith can be easy, personal, right? Me and God. And it can be easy with ritual prayer, which is very powerful and rich, but can we gather together together? as a family and put that flag in the sand and spend 45 minutes talking and praying. I want you to just know that, and we're going to hear it more and more, of families that truly are being transformed by doing this. In fact, we heard from a couple a number of weeks ago on this radio program. They would attribute this to actually saving their marriage. They would attribute this to be an occasion of encountering God's grace so alive in their marriage and in their family that they've come over the months of that transformation to now hosting four families in their home. How powerful is that? That one married couple that could have just as well by now been divorced had they not opened the store are now much further along. They are not only receiving God's grace, but they are overflowing with God's grace to others. Do you desire that for your marriage and family? Do you desire it above every other thing? Do you desire it more? As important as, again, sports events are, do you desire it more? Well, let me say, and hopefully I'm illustrating it for you in my imperfection, in my bumbling, in my stammering and stumbling. Hopefully I'm giving it permission to say, you know, don't let that stand in the way. Don't let your awkwardness, don't let your discomfort, don't let your anxiety stand in the way of just doing it and calling your family together. And again, you're going to find out more about this uh, if you go to massimpact.us forward slash live it challenge. So...
2: A few random thoughts listening to you, my love. Um, first of all, reminder to our listeners call in, share with us a Christmas blessing, share with us um, an encouragement to other families to become cultures of encounter of Jesus Christ. 877 275 8098. 877 275 8098. That's kind of fun to say. It is. Bit.
1: We don't have a jingle yet. We got to get a jingle going for that. We
2: do. Um, So, the other thoughts, (laughs) randomly, um, this one isn't so random because it ties in with time. Time. And I heard, I jotted these down, and I just happened to pull this out of um, my little book here. And I'm not sure where the stats come from, but this was on Catholic radio. I don't remember if it was Teresa Tamio or Dr. Ray, perhaps, who was speaking of a new study that was recently released um, talking about how much time. Our young people spend in front of a TV. So you had mentioned devices, which Mm. I think is where our minds go more and more. Um, I didn't realize how much TV watching too is still uh, uh, in the air, if you will. So this this is what the new TV
1: is in the air.
2: Stats show. Now this was this survey was done with third to twelfth graders. Okay, and the average. Amount of time that that age group watches TV is 21 hours per week. Wow. 21 hours per week. 58% of that age group, third through 12th graders, own their own TV in their room. What percent?
1: 58% percent of age third grade to 12th, 12th grade have, have their a TV in their room. Wow. We don't even have a TV in our room.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we don't even have a TV so much. We have a little screen. Um, 54% of four to six-year-olds, so picture these little people, many of you picture, listeners. Uh, niece
1: or nephew, child, age four to six.
2: Right. Your own children or grandchildren, four to six-year-olds, 54% would rather watch TV than be with their father. Wow. That one hit me hard, because those are the ages you would hope that dad is like Go for a
1: walk, let's throw a ball, let's kick a soccer ball, let's play cards, play poker.
2: So not only were those stats mind-blowing to me with the high percentages and whatnot of TV, which I don't think about often, but the fact of, what are they watching? There's not a whole Mm -hmm. heck of a lot on TV um, that's worth watching. For sure. Um, not that there aren't good things out there, but most of the shows really do not bring honor and glory to God. Just saying it.
1: And what real difference does it make? You alluded to that, but let's just state that. That time invested, that 20-something hours. 21 hours. 21 hours. What do they have to show for it? How, how have they been advanced in many cases in critical thinking and knowledge of what's going on in the world well, around and I, them?
2: And I think of their souls again, just the um, we have been blessed as parents and privileged. And I, I choose those words deliberately. We have been graced and privileged. And that the Lord has entrusted these souls to us as parents to help get them to heaven, to introduce them to God, to, you know, the old catechism, why did God create me to know him, to love him, to serve him in this world, and to be happy with him forever in the next. That is our job as parents is to form them, to, to foster a relationship with their heavenly father, to introduce them to a relationship with Jesus mm, Christ, mm. to have them encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, all of these things. Things. And yet, if we look at these numbers, whether it is the stats with devices, the stats with TVs, whatever it is, how are those being used to help them come to know, love, and serve Mm -hmm, God? mm -hmm. And what better ways can we do? for that to happen talking and praying together you know again the whole thing of time you those ages third through 12th grade we're it's hitting us more and more right now is our um our kids are you know we have one off at college we have one who is um Not so far behind Joseph Smiles. Um, And then it's going to, you know, right one right after the next, it's going to happen. And so you and I, Greg, have been saying more and more lately how quickly and, you know, we sound old because everyone said it to us when all of our children were little. But it goes by so fast. It goes Mm -hmm, by so fast. mm -hmm. It goes by so fast. So not only are we experiencing that, but we are looking at it like we only have X number of years left
1: with you fill in the blank so folks i want to ask the question how i first of all a statement in the question how i wish that this program that this Annunciation radio was so much more than a talk radio right that we heard concepts and we nodded and said why that's great i agree with that in other words what's it going to take for this to be more than about concept or conversation to real commitment Because, you know, we've experienced this from major conferences, retreats, programs. If you do surveys afterwards, the vast majority will talk about how they agree and how it moved them and how it touched them and the difference it made, if you will, while they were there. But if you ask the question, what difference did it make a week down the road, a month down the road, six months down the road, we recognize that the greatest crisis that we have is a crisis of commitment. So I'm asking you listeners right now, are you one that's out there that is content with just the concept or just a conversation? Are you going to be the one who will make a commitment? Are you one that can actually and is willing to actually join us in saying yes to 45 minutes a week of talking and praying in your home and to discover, quite frankly, the gift that God wants to give you? We're going to discuss this this Sunday, right? It's the it's the great feast of three wise men um, who are bringing their gifts to Jesus. Well, God wants to give you and me a gift in this time that we set aside. So again, I'm going to repeat it, massimpact.us forward slash live it challenge. I'm inviting you to uh, say yes to the gift and to receive it. And kind of um, taking off from Stephanie's cue, uh, if you will, on fathers and mothers, children wanting to spend more time with TV than their dad. Dads, we know... It's embedded in nature, in human nature, for children to follow the cue of their dad. Whether you're agnostic, atheist, Muslim, Jewish, whatever it is, statistically speaking, we see that children will go the course of their dad. Um, if the mom is going to mass, you've heard the stats, and the dad's not involved, they are have a one percent, two percent chance of going to their of continuing in their faith down the road. If the dad is involved, though, it raises to as high as seventy five percent. The dad is embedded in human nature as an icon of the father in heaven. So, just a few more stats, and we do have a caller on the phone. Thank you, caller. We'll be with you in just a moment, I look forward to your story. But just some new stats I found at a place called fatherfigure.ning.com. Fatherfigure.ning.com. And you click on the statistics. Here's some stats for you folks. Here we go 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. That's five times the average. of suicides from fatherless homes, which is five times the average. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 90% children leaving their homes are from homes without the father. That's 32 times the average. 85% of all children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. That's 20 times the average. 80% of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. That's 14 times the average. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. It's nine times the average. What's the point here? Fathers, God equipped you. God called you and me. Regardless of how awkward we feel or uncomfortable we feel, it's not just yours and my salvation anymore. We are iconic of the Father in heaven. We have to Make those decisions to um, put the flag in the sand in manageable ways in our homes. And I'm inviting you to be courageous. Men ran into the burning buildings, right, 9-11. Well, this is our call to be heroic. It's in us. It's of our fabric to be heroic. I'm challenging you men out there in a particular way. And I understand some homes don't have fathers, but I'm speaking to fathers. I'm challenging you to be the one who will lead and set the example by calling your family to pray. Talk and pray 45 minutes a week for the next seven weeks. Go to massimpact.us forward slash challenge. We have a caller with us during this Christmas season. How are you doing tonight, caller?
3: Well, hello, Greg and Stephanie. It's Jeff Barefoot.
2: Hello,
0: hey,
3: dear Jeff. Jeff. Happy and, New Year It's uh, Great to hear uh, your voice. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. And please excuse me. I have a little coming down the end of a cold. Aww. I was so moved by your program tonight. And... Um, Mm-hmm, just, I, I'm in a stage in my life where uh, I have raised three wonderful children, aged 30, 33, and 36. Mm-hmm. Um, and the intensity of, of the show tonight, just, I wanted to call and be some encouragement to fathers in this way. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
3: in the story of the prodigal son, that father, there was no doubt his righteousness, goodness, and love for his sons, and yet he still had a son that walked away. Mm-hmm. And um, yes. I, I honestly know very few adult parents uh, who are in their fifties or sixties who don't who don't have a story of one kind or another of uh, pouring their hearts out for their kids. And it's not a it's not a guarantee that your children will grow up in the faith. That's right. one, right. two. The scripture says, if you raise your children up in the way they should go, they will not depart. When they're old, they will not depart. The story's never totally written. Um, I'm, I'm now at a point in my life where I can see the investment made that you're calling for, Craig, mm. in um, the father-son relationship. You do not get rewarded for this thing when you're 34 right. or 28 right. or 42. The rewards come in your 50s and 60s. I have spent untold hours in uh duck hunting and storytelling and cigar smoking and prayer with my sons and my daughters uh that really was a result of a lot of things that went on early earlier in life and that commitment that you're calling fathers to and the third thing would be fatherhood is about leadership but Before everything else, it's about personal holiness. Mm, Yes, Uh, Making your commitment for two things. You're going to be tempted. You're going to fall. um, You're going to get discouraged. um, You're going to have pet sins you are struggling with your whole life. Uh, That's what the confessional is for. Um, That's what mercy and grace is for, and getting back up and going back at it. So at the foundation of all this, is really the, the drive for men to reach personal holiness. And and I would encourage anybody to, that wants to learn real leadership in that is to sit down and spend an hour reading the book of Nehemiah. Mm. Um, so I, I, I want to tell you what, wonderful, um, what a wonderful show this is, what great messages you're doing. I want to thank you for the work you do for our diocese and for all our brothers and sisters in Christ. And also... Um, Just encourage those fathers that are right in the thick of it, like I was 20 years ago, Hmm. and tell you, listen, our God makes great promises to us. It's mysterious. It's, It's not a cookbook formula, but He's there with us. And we know He's there with us because he incarnated himself to be among us. So God bless yeah. you, and I, I hope that was encouragement. That was Absolutely. awesome. Hold, hold
1: on one second, right. Jeff. I'm going to put you on the spot in a moment and have you lead a prayer for anybody who is struggling or going through any kind of discouragement. To just claim them for Christ in just a moment. Before I do, uh, brothers and sisters out there who are hearing how awesome it was as a family. We have an annual family fun day, and uh, it always is woven together with faith, the ordinary things of faith, and our day was Monday. And how awesome to go to St. Blessed Sacrament uh, Adoration Room, and to to see my brother Jeff here in the battle room. This is the battle room, folks. This is the place where great power happens in the presence of God. And uh, my brother Jeff here, who's calling in, has been a great, uh, I have to say, father figure, mentor, big brother, who is always... Encouraged me to go before Jesus, to go before him, even if we think we have all the ideas and answers, that he is powerful when we come before him and let him work on us and let us transform us. So another thing, just also, as I've gotten to know our, our caller here, Jeff, well, is uh, I, don't know, I don't know if there's any facet of the, the modern battle that he has not been called by God's grace to experience personally or vicariously from marriage to children to business-related things, and um, for him to come through all of that uh, with the brilliance that he has—from uh, uh, not being a Catholic to even converting to the Catholic faith to being alive in the Holy Spirit to being a, a real player uh, for the Kingdom of Heaven in our Catholic faith—he's been on the Marcus Grodi show. He is—I can't tell you how many folks. I'm uh, hopefully, you know, causing you to blush, but I'm going to say anyways. You know, so many people's lives have been changed by you, Brother Jeff, that, that I look to you so much, and you've raised this subject right now, and we don't want to be just about talking about it, so if you wouldn't mind, let's take a moment right now, those who are listening right now are in a place of real struggle, a place of apprehension, and if you don't mind just leading us uh, in the power of Jesus' name.
3: Holy name of Jesus, you know, the stumbled and broken, bloody knees we've fallen on in sin. You know the shame we felt at our failures. Mm. You know each man's heart, especially the Father's, those that are broken, those that are trapped in private sins, those that are um, trapped in pride and money and mm. regret. But you came to show us the way out mm. and point that light of Christ. We're reminded that the hands that made the universe were too tiny to reach up and touch... Mm the heads of the animals in the manger. We ask you, Lord, to humble us, keep us humble and pure, help us to fight the good fight, and encourage one another through your precious love and through the love of your mother. Through Christ our Lord, we pray.
1: Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Jeff. We We love love you. you. Merry Merry Christmas. Good work. Thank you. you. you Thank you. You know, just what a blessing. And, and I think just Jeff calling in and sharing with us powerfully as he did, uh, you know, is a message in itself <clears throat> to me that we need mentors. Mm-hmm. We need mentors. You know, we need to surround ourselves with the kind of people who are going to challenge us. And who are going to call us to pray and who are going to give us encouragement. And uh, it was interesting um, with one of our parishes, Steph, that you and I uh, are doing this core mission with. And for our listeners, what's that? Stephanie and I, Mass Impact, uh, help parishes come alive with a plan of personal family and parish discipleship. If you're interested, contact us about that. But um, <clears throat> one of the parishes, it was mainly women that were on the core team. And all of them have husbands that truly are godly, good people. They don't want to be part of this thing but they're godly good people and um i got on the phone and picked it up and called some of these husbands some of these men because i know them to be godly good people and asked them the question you know what kind of context would you be involved with you know maybe not this thing and i i wanted to understand why and a number of them shared with me something very interesting that they didn't have godly friends but they wanted more than anything else to have godly friends And it was a little stunning to me because um, I think how many men in church every week, you know, their greatest desire is to have a context of brothers that are keeping it real, that are challenging each other, that are encouraging each other, that are kind of, you know, uh, strands of three that are not easily broken. So I'm just simply going to say we need it, brothers. Women need it, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm speaking to the men right now, though. You need a context of that kind of friendship, Cigar smoking once in a while, and uh, maybe a swear word's going to come out periodically as you share your life with somebody else, but that's going to pray with you. Brothers are going to pray and encourage you. If that speaks to you, we're in a context right now of a number of men who are gathering together and responding to this call to become a band of brothers. If that interests you, men, or wives, if you think it interests interests your husband, send me an email. greg at massimpact.us. greg at massimpact.us. And we welcome our next caller. Happy New
2: Year!
0: Happy and blessed New Year to you too.
2: Oh, our Francis! I Francesco. knew you wouldn't let us down. What have you got for us tonight, Francis? Well,
0: first of all, I love you. I love you. We love you. you too. Your family is just you know, so amazing and uh, has blessed me and and Mary Jo so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, First of all, the core mission team and Mass Impact have made such an impression on me and uh, and also now has extended to my wife because yeah. we now say the rosary together every day.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: And it, God has really blessed us for this. Uh, I, I never really... Um, Knew exactly what to say to invite my wife into it, but uh, uh, as this um, election came up and the need for mm, prayer, yes, and we were invited to uh, say this fifty-four uh, day rosary novena. Mm-hmm to um bless our country and all those uh the president-elect and his staff and uh all the needs of our country uh this this is what encouraged both of us to join together and join this uh prayer no, novena prayer team to ask for god to really bless our nation with is so much in need of mm-hmm. his blessing yes, now Yes. so um, I wanted to is, I say that uh, your um, influence with the core group uh, just was so um, special mm-hmm. and calling upon the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. this really changed me I think in
2: that wow. uh, is good
0: we pray the, the rosary. I don't uh, have to uh, rely on uh, a guide anymore. I, mm-hmm. I just trust the Holy Spirit to put the ideas in my head that he wants me to think about while we're praying. And um, and my wife shares with me now and announces the uh, mysteries. And so it, it's just been such a joy to of us i think that uh, well there is this problem we have in the family right now with um relationships uh, between a few members of the family mm-hmm. that we've also included in this and it's so important i think for uh, families to do this together mm-hmm. and, and if there's somebody that you know is estranged it will eventually bring that person back. Uh, We are praying for such a thing to happen with one of our own, and I'm confident that it will happen. And um, so I I wanted to... at your invitation. Thank you so much for inviting me to call in.
2: Well, Frank, thank you for being so willing to share your testimony, to share God's grace alive in your life and what He is doing and how you humbly avail yourself to it. And we lift up the intention in your family alongside of you as we're going to close in prayer in a few moments. Um, But just as our previous caller, Jeff, had said, God is faithful. You know, you're doing the investing now and have for many 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 years and it does pay off and god is faithful and um he is there and he is in it we love you so much frank we got to go to to enter into our prayer now we love you
1: thank you love you too god bless you frank our god is a god of miracles brothers and sisters out there and this is a rich season of grace that is not just a nice phrase we say or a cliche and uh we got to do our part it's pressing in on you and me it's like a niagara falls it's pressing in on you and me but we've got to kind of humble ourselves to open those doors to take that time to pray personally and as families to receive that grace and so i do invite you tonight to go beyond just concept and conversation to commitment. Go to massimpact.us forward slash live it challenge and, and get on board with this journey the next seven weeks. See what God wants to do, the miracles he wants to work in your life. And uh, we're now going to turn to prayer as we do every week, try to do every week anyways, at our Facebook posts. And uh, so join some prayer now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We join my brother Tom and all my classmates, lifting up our other brother Augie, who is really in the final hours of his life. Lord, that you surround him with your arms, that he may know your love. And anyone else in those circumstances, Lord, um, that you they know your loving presence, that our blessed Mother Mary surround them with her mantle, and that they be ushered into their eternal Glory.
2: We lift up Frank's intention that he just shared um, for whatever's going on in his family, Lord, that you may just through the intercession of our beautiful, blessed mother, that you may bring the unity and peace and healing that is needed. We join Gigi in um, praying for an amazing and healing year for her and her family, for protection, for unity in our country. For the conversion of terrorists and for the salvation of all souls. We
1: join my brother Dean for guidance in a decision he'll be making in the future and all others in a place of making a decision. We lift up uh, Cindy who uh, prays for peace to break bonds of family division and wayward wayward children that they come back to their faith. Mm
2: for karen and her intention for sherry who's on hospice um dying of cancer mm-hmm. lord we pray for a peaceful death um and for her family as she will be leaving behind three young boys and her husband
1: we join mary in lifting up uh, a desire for a transformation in this next year in her life for laith lord um
2: and His intention of Father Snyder's family, including his Holy Trinity Parish family, um, Father passed away. So we pray, Lord, um,
1: for his soul to be united with you. And for all these intentions and all the intentions we hold in our hearts, we lift up to the glory of your name through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen.